Welcome back, humor consumers, to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine, co-host, Bestie. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Trace. How you doing? I'm good. Good. Excited? Good? I'm good. Yeah, excited to be back. Yes. I was gone on a trip. Yeah, I missed you. I know. <laughs> I missed you too. And now I'm back. I was in North Carolina visiting some family beautiful weather Mm -hmm. it was before the storm hurricane ian yeah i was gonna say you're back just in time yeah although your brother's still there oh yeah he lives there yeah but the hurricane didn't do anything i mean he just sent a video of his dock is underwater but that is no big deal Mm. so there's no winds it was like storm surge and water yeah but not really flooding he's kind of high high up but how about the flights are they were they still going out during um, that? You know, it was interesting because who knows if people in Florida were trying to get north, which maybe they were. Mm-hmm. My uh, family members were not able to get out. My aunt and my uncle and my cousin, they mm-hmm. had to stay another day in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And then two other of my cousins that were with us, they got vouchers because they got bumped. Yeah. You know, they were happy about that because they got like $500 vouchers. Mm. And I have no idea if that was because of the hurricane people trying to get out or what. But my flight, you know, left on time and it was fine. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's hard to fly, though. Flying is a tough thing. You know, getting to the airport and and all the stuff. So it's well, kind of there's a, a thing. lot of harriedness involved. You know, you're harrying around, hurrying yeah. around. It yeah. just gives you like that harried feeling. Yeah, but we got we got through it and we made it and we we had a delay because uh, there was a a problem on the aircraft that had to be cleaned up. There was some sort of mess. Oh. They didn't say what it was. So oh. it was, you had to leave it to your imagination. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but you know, they had to get out the hazmat and whatever. Ew. Whatever, yeah. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. This is episode number 92. Wow. I know. That's a lot of episodes. It is. It's kind yeah. of shocking that we've be proud been that consistent. Yeah. <laughs> right? And today's topic is on contentment. Oh. Huh? And our takeaways, if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome aboard. What we try to do is bring a topic to the table and give you some takeaways that, you know, hopefully you'll get some value out of this episode. We're going to talk about John MacArthur, who is a Christian pastor. And he has an article called, What is the Secret to Contentment? Well, secret sounds good. I know. I like that. Yeah. I'd like to be in on a secret. (laughs) What's the secret? So we're going to talk. the formula? Yeah. We're going to talk about that. And he's got six different like bullet points underneath the article. And then Catherine and I are both going to share a little bit of our struggles with contentment because I think we're just like anybody else. Yeah. Everybody has seasons of, ugh this is hard or Mm -hmm. this is not what I thought or whatever Mm -hmm. and how we sort of overcome it. And then finally, we're going to have our spiritual takeaway. Stay tuned because all the hope is in that. Yeah. We actually was debating and I I talked to Catherine about this earlier of bringing that to the front of the podcast for this one, because that's where all the answers are. Yeah. But you're just going to have to listen to us, (laughs) uh, you know, Blab, blab on. Trickery. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about John MacArthur and the secret of being content. What say you, Catherine? You know, when I, when we first um, started discussing Mm -hmm. what we were going to do for this podcast, the first thing that came to mind was being satisfied. Well, what is that? And then you and I had that conversation this morning and we talked about 
Paul, the Apostle Paul, mm-hmm. and how he learned to be content in all circumstances. Right. And basically, that's what John MacArthur is is saying here, that if you belong to Christ, like, like the Apostle Paul, you can, he says, and should learn the secret of a contented life. And, um, well, what is that? Well, he uses what Paul said, which is, again, what we were talking about this morning, Mm -hmm. that godliness with contentment is great gain. And (laughs) And it's not easy. It's not easy to be content in every situation, no matter the circumstances. It's not. As the scripture says. Yeah. Not easy. As I'll talk about more, I I struggle with that. Mm -hmm. I've been a Christian a long time. I know the truth about contentment. But I still struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so uh, John MacArthur puts out six little like bullet points. Mm-hmm. What does he say about how to unlock contentment in our lives? He says, first, learn to give thanks in all things, mm. which again comes from the Bible as well. That's what God said to do. And he says, Paul had learned to give thanks in every circumstance, and he exhorted all believers to do the same. Thankfulness is, first of all, a matter of obedience, and mm-hmm. he refers to First Thessalonians, which is, um, in everything, give thanks for, uh, for God's will in Jesus Christ, and, but it's also a characteristic of a spirit-filled believer. Okay, so back up. Thankfulness is a matter of obedience, so that must mean that it's a commandment. Command. Mm-hmm. We are commanded to be thankful. Right. And that means you have to put effort into it. Right. Because if it's a commandment, that also means that it doesn't necessarily come natural. Right. So we have to practice an attitude of gratitude. And you and I do that. We've mentioned that many times on our uh, we podcast. Have. We have. But it's worth mentioning again, because in case somebody's listening and they haven't heard us say it before, it's worth repeating. Catherine and I started a gratitude list what, 11 years ago. Yeah. And we were both in seasons of despair. Yeah. Real life problems. Mm -hmm. Real, like not just a minor thing, like serious problems. And we were walking in the neighborhood and just decided, you know what? We're going to send each other a list of 10 things that we can be grateful for, even though we are both walking in this whatever. Yeah. And we did. And we still do it today. We do. And it, we, you have to cultivate it. Yeah. You have to, because otherwise, like I said, it doesn't come natural. Um, so actually, when you keep cultivating it, when you keep um, strengthening that the muscle. gratitude muscle, yeah, it does become more natural. It really does, especially when you do it over a long period of time. Like I've seen people during uh, November do like, I'm yeah. going to do 30 days of gratitude on yeah. Facebook or something like that. I'm sorry, that's not enough time. It's just not. Because if you do it every day, just a few things, maybe not 10 things, maybe that's too much. Mm -hmm. But our lists, they don't take long to create. It's a bullet point. It's not like a bunch of flowy sentences. It's like, I'm grateful for clean sheets. I'm grateful for safe travel. I'm grateful for, you know, mascara. Whatever it runs when I turn it on. It's little things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So second, he says, learn to rest in God's providence. Mm. So how do you, how do you learn 
to do that. Well, that implies that it doesn't come naturally. <laughs> Again. Right? Yep. So our bent is to sin. Mm-hmm. Our bent is to self. So we have to learn how to deny ourselves, take up our cross. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, you know, go God's way. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, next he says, learn to be satisfied with little. And Paul says that quite a bit. He says that he has learned to be content, as we said, in all circumstances with little or a lot or in pain with that thorn in his side that he had. And, uh, no, it, it is a struggle. And so we have to, it's, and really the key word there is learn to be satisfied Again, right because mm-hmm. it's not something that we just automatically go oh yeah this is no problem yeah and john macarthur says here paul had learned to make the choice to be satisfied with little and he knew it was important for others to learn to make that same choice and he he was a man of means he was yes so, yeah. and so he was you know accustomed to a certain lifestyle yes that's right even though it was back in the day when like they didn't have air conditioning i'm so glad that i'm <laughs> not you know walking the earth with no air conditioning i know I, it would be so hard I for me i think their bodies different just like their ages were really you don't think they were hot? i think that over we because we adapt to things so we become accustomed to things and i think when I do. I think that um, they tolerated it better because well, they probably just went outside and sat in the shade. Well, yes, but they didn't always. I mean, just like us, we don't have shade everywhere. Well, yeah, that's when they probably got those big palm. You know, leaves. when they're sleeping and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I do think that it does matter what your standard is, like your standard of living or your what you're accustomed to. For and, sure. and if you suddenly take a hit and now you've got to be mm, down a notch, mm-hmm. that's a tough one. Yeah. Back to, I think it's interesting that what you pointed out about Paul and his upbringing, and he was a man of means. He and was. He was accustomed to certain privileges and things when he was Saul. And then when he became Paul, after, you know, he met, Jesus on the road to Damascus. Mm -hmm. And after that moment, he had way more suffering than he had before. Right. And yet he was content. He was large and in charge. Yeah, he he was. was, He was rolling around and he was in charge of a bunch of stuff. And he was persecuting Christians. Yeah. And, you know. He's a bad guy. People would salute him or whatever they did. I Mm. don't know. He wore the little strappy skirts, Mm -hmm. I'm sure, (laughs) with the little thing on his head. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's the next one? Fourth, learn to live above life's circumstances. So whatever life throws at you, whether, well, in this case, it means, you know, something not so good. Learn to live above that. Dwell on it. Think about the the good things to come. Is that what you mean by living above it? What's yeah, that mean? Take to pleasure live above it? in those painful moments and in the suffering, persecution, because it's referring to Second uh, Corinthians twelve nine and ten, uh, which says, "And he has said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for for power is perfected in weakness." 
Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. And this, by the way, is the NSAB, which I think is New American Standard. Yeah. Bible. It is. See that? And that is opposite of what the world teaches. Yeah. And the culture. Culture doesn't teach to delight in your weakness. Definitely not. The culture teaches hide that. Hide that. Don't lead with that. Oh, my gosh. Right? It takes so much strength to actually be weak or to... Admit. to Yeah, for sure. And humility. Yeah. And guess what? Those are characteristics of Jesus. Mm. He was strong, but he was humble. Right. All right. What's the next one? Fifth, learn to rely on God's power and provision. The Apostle Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I think that was one of the first scriptures I learned. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, what does that mean? What kind of... What kind of strength? What what can I do? And basically, we we can tackle things. We can approach things um, because Christ does uh, give us that strength when we um, be- believe in Him and rely on Him mm-hmm. and His power. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. and finally, become preoccupied with the well-being of others. It says here, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each other esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. And that's, that is difficult to do too, because we are self-centered people. Mm -hmm. We do think of ourselves first. I think we like to think of ourselves as as thinking of others, and we do. Yeah, and I, I, looking at these six bullet points and just kind of considering what it's like to live in this world and the mm-hmm. culture that we live in, this truly is so opposite of what the world teaches us. Um, the world teaches us, you know, if it's to be, it's up to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to get mine, you know, YOLO. You only live once. Right. And uh, we were talking about this before. This all here, this is all truth. We believe this to be true. And more and more, uh, truth is squashed. And truth is basically covered up by lies. And lies become more and more, in a worldly view, truth. the truth. Right. And it's it's not the truth. And uh, that's the problem now. In our world, in our society. Okay. So our culture. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So the fix, like we said we were going to share the secret, mm-hmm. right, to contentment. There really is no contentment absent of a fully surrendered life to Christ. Yeah. There really isn't. Mm-hmm. People who who don't agree with that level of faith, like people who are you know, in the world and they're successful and, they, you know, they, they have whatever they have, they might disagree and say, I'm content. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I've got this, that, this, that. They can, yeah. you know, name their things. But in the spiritual world, we're looking at what the spiritual world, you know, is right. about. There really is no such thing as contentment absent of a full surrender to Christ. 
<laughs> that is right. the truth. Right. And that is yeah. that is the gospel mm-hmm. message right there. Because and it is offensive to people. And I'm sorry that it is. But yeah, it is. She, she just made a little face. Because yeah. it's getting harder and harder to say those things. It is. In today's culture. Because it's so against what culture says. And so that's why you people can't see it, but you made a little face like, like oh, cringy. sorry, but you're not sorry. Well, right? you're absolutely right. And it's it's one of these things where you've got to say, this is my faith. This is what I believe. This is Christianity. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it can't be something that it's not. Yeah. So I can't define what contentment is based on what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. I have to define it based on what this says. Yes. And it it's it is hard to explain that, but like you you said in the spiritual world, that's because as as you always like to say, the, our biggest problem has been solved. We know where right. we're going uh, when we're when our life ends on this side of heaven. Well, and I preface that with for the Christian. For the Christian, right? For the Christian. Now, what is a Christian? A Christian is a person, a human being who is fully surrendered to Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and believes that Jesus said what he said and that it was the truth. He said, I am the way and the truth, the life. life. Anybody who wants to get to the Father has got to come through me. Mm -hmm. He's the bridge to heaven. He's the only way. He he didn't say there's a bunch of ways. Mm -hmm. He said, I am the way. So that's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people. And as I said, it's getting harder and harder for the Christian to say these things. It is. Uh, out loud. It is because I, I believe that we're looked upon as bigoted. You know, like you. Opinionated. You all those bigot. Things. How can you, you know, how can you narrow say minded? that? Yeah, narrow minded, not open to, you know, all these other ideas and such. Well, Okay. But if you water that down, if you water that down and say, well, yeah, every way's the way. Can't be. Right. It can't be every way's the way. So I don't know what else to say other than this is the what it says. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else? Nope. That's it. Okay. What about your own like experience with contentment? Where have you struggled as a person? Oh, my gosh. I struggle all the time. And and yes, I, I do believe my biggest problem has been solved, but I can't help it. In the meantime, I do struggle with, um, it could be something small, like, okay, so we're going to this event where they said we have to wear something purple. Well, <laughs> I will go until I get the purple, sh- the, the shade the of right purple. purple. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Now, mm-hmm. I know it sounds silly, but I can struggle with it that way and i can struggle it with it in terms of even comparison mm-hmm. um and and i don't understand it myself because i know the truth i know that and i believe in what god says and i do have overall if now if i'm gonna really compare my myself which i know i shouldn't with some people that i know that really struggle with being content then I don't don't look so bad but uh the truth is I do struggle with certain things like that so we have this cute little house that is 
it's home. I love coming home to it. But sometimes I struggle with being content with it. Mm -hmm. I think, oh, I wish it were bigger. It's things like that. Mm -hmm. And while I'm on this side of heaven, um, I think I'm always going to struggle with that. And I do. But here's the thing. I do confess it. And I, I repent. God took us, I had wanted, well, Kenny and I both wanted out of the hefty responsibilities that we had with our big home and lots of land. Mm-hmm. So so he took us out of that and answered our prayers. We got what we wanted. And yet I still sometimes moan in my head about what we had. Right. So just like the Israelites yeah. when they were taken out of Israel. I'm just like that. <laughs> you want those pots of meat. <laughs> yeah yeah and the slavery that goes along with it um i i can relate to all all the above and one of the things that i struggle with with contentment is waiting mm, yeah well psh, waiting is hard waiting is hard the ultimate waiting room is yeah and waiting for whatever it is that you're prayer. waiting for mm-hmm. you're waiting for a situation to change or for somebody a person to change or for you to change or to lose weight or yeah whatever yeah. right yeah i was going to mention that too yeah because you can gain weight in a minute mm-hmm. but to lose it takes mm-hmm. a long time mm-hmm. so it is it is um hard to wait you know and i in doing the research for today i mean i know that like this topic it doesn't sound very cheery you know, I it's know. not like, woohoo, so glad we tuned into the life Life happens. happens. Laugh anyway. Mm-hmm, this is great. But I think that it really ultimately, it comes down to having an eternal perspective. And we're on this side of heaven, right? Our biggest problem has been solved for the Christian. We have Jesus. So we know that when this life is over, we have a new life. Mm-hmm. A, a new body mm-hmm. we have we'll be in the presence of the lord yeah and we will not have any of the waiting or discouragement or disappointment or devastation that we see here mm-hmm. we will have paradise utopia whatever you want to call it heaven yeah and i think that contentment comes in these ways you know when you really dive in there and you believe what you say you believe. Yeah. And your faith is your faith. Mm-hmm. And you and you really cannot rattle that. Right. And if it gets rattled, you just ask God to give you more faith right. to believe this is true. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, you can't reach into heaven and see it, you know, from this side. Mm-hmm. And even though, you know, it's hard. And when you pray that, he will do it for the Christian. And if you're praying for God to teach you contentment, he, he will do it. Oh, yeah. You have to, <laughs> you have to be still. <laughs> yeah. And wait. Yeah. And you also have to be open and ready. There's so much to it. And some of the things that I uh, discovered in just diving into the topic of contentment is that if we're not content in the season that we're in, right? Mm-hmm. We either don't believe that God is in control or we don't believe that God is good because every circumstance, every situation is filtered through the providential 
is that how you say it? Provident- providential. Providential. So just meaning it's mm-hmm. God's purpose. Mm-hmm. It, it goes through his hands. It filters through him first. We, mm-hmm. we believe that. We say we believe it. But yet, if we're walking around whining about the position that we're in in life, mm-hmm. then are we really believing that this is something that God has allowed yeah, it that's a good question, but there's many people in the Bible who loved God and believed him, but they hurried things along, took matters into their own Abraham. hands. Abraham. Yes. And uh God told him he was going to have n- numerous children, you know, count the stars, that's how many you're going to have. Well, what did he do when his wife was he came up with a plan B. Yeah. He was like, I got this, God. I know you said, but here's yeah. the, the way he was interpreting I'm gonna it. I'm going to have me an extra woman. <laughs> and he did. And she's right there. Look yeah. at that. So mankind has all along rushed things along, even even for those who believe in God. But we, we have weak moments. We do. We and do. And that's, that's what I'm saying. I, I do believe God. I do have contentment, but I I have weak moments. We're humans. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of weak moments, we have we have some scripture to oh. share. And Philippians 4 is a great chapter. Philippians is a great book. Mm-hmm. Um, short, too. It is short. I mean, you could probably read all of Philippians in 15 minutes or so, something like that. Super short. Apostle Paul. He's given some instructions and such. And this is uh, Philippians 4, 11 through 13. And Paul is saying this. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Mm. So, you know, he's just giving us some really big encouragement, you know. And like you pointed out earlier, he had had everything prior to becoming a Christ follower. He sure did. All right. And then also Hebrews 13, 5, it says, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. That's pretty, that's a pretty big promise. Yeah, it is. You know, to have the presence of the Lord. Yeah. So, so the call to action from today's episode, I know that this is kind of a little diversion from the, you know goofy, silly, mm. <laughs> sometimes laughing, snorting episode that we put together. But it was on our calendar and we decided to go for it. And the call to action is to just encourage everybody who can hear our voices today to get into God's word somehow by reading it yourself or joining a good Bible study. Mm-hmm. Some way, somehow get in to God's word because that's where the power is. That's where you're going to get to know the character of God and you're going to learn about your purpose in God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. And and God's God's love is for everyone. Mm-hmm. If you can hear my voice right now, God's love is for you. Yeah. It is. It is for all of us and we're all broken. We're all just trying to put one foot in front of the other. Not one of us is perfect. Not one. True that. But we can associate ourselves with one who is perfect, and that is Jesus. And that's our way to get to God, is through that perfection. 
because we're not holy enough. We could never be good enough. You know, that was my big hang up before I became a Christian. Oh, gosh. I was like, Many I'm good enough. Oh, for sure. I'm not going to hell. I haven't killed anybody. I was taught that. That's well, what yeah. I was taught. Like, you know, mm-hmm. ain't no thing. But I learned that, no, that's not the way it is. Yeah. Uh, one one last thing before we wrap our, our little over our reviews. Yeah. Or, well, yeah, we, reviews, we got a comment. Yeah. We got a comment. <laughs> like a review. From YouTube. So our our podcast comes out and then it automatically goes to YouTube, to Facebook. I think it goes to LinkedIn. It goes to my website. There's something somewhere that somebody that knows how to do it plugged it all in mm-hmm. and it just goes, you know. Well, there was our podcast <laughs> sitting on YouTube and it's episode 91, the last week, called What Women Want to Hear. And it wasn't getting any views and it had been 10 whole hours. <laughs> Well, some of them sit there for days and weeks and months and don't get any views because it's really not. Uh, We're you- not famous. No. And it's really not a YouTube thing. You can't yeah. see anything. Right. It's just an audio. Or make it excuses in case you can tell. Right. <laughs> Whatever. Well, somebody uh, made a comment and this person named Joseph and he said, I saw this posted for 10 hours and zero views. <laughs> So I listened. Now I know why. (laughs) I'm Joseph. I know. And then he says, I'm glad you have each other and Jesus too, I guess. Seems to be enough. And he's absolutely right. We're content. He's absolutely right. And I did respond to Joseph. I said, yes, you are correct, LOL. (laughs) It is enough. And, you know, I didn't feel the need to, Ex- like, defend. defend. No. Yeah. No, because no. the poor guy, he stumbled upon us. He was probably looking for some pickup lines because. Well, sure. What, what women want, want to hear. hear. Yeah. You know, so I felt bad that all he found was these two, <laughs> you know, two church ladies, middle-aged ter- church ladies. I can only imagine. Talking about was, Jesus. Yeah. But he apparently I th- I th- listened to the end. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And then took the time to write a review. Yeah. So that's something. And I think that there's something to be said about him saying, well, you guys have each other and I guess Jesus. Right. Absolutely. I took it as like, oh, well. Good on you. Who knows what God will do with that. Right. Hey, Joseph, if you're listening, welcome aboard. Just come on the train with us. (laughs) We'll take you. Oh, Joe. Yep. All right. Well, you've been listening to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm still comedian Tracy DeGraff. I'm still Catherine. See you next time. Goodbye.